Gladys, if you're listening today to my sound instructions, can you please listen to our demands? In all fairness and principle, if you're going to open up, you know, a cricket stadium or a tennis court or the Olympics, can you please consider the churches and the and the local temples right now? We have a right to open up and freely gather in our in our respective communities. And right now, staying apart is creating more mental health. Right now, staying apart is creating more suicide rates. Right now, staying apart is stopping mothers from being able to have their birth partners and fathers present at the arrival of their beautiful bundle of joy. This is just not okay, and this will not do in my books. Why'd you say we had a shocking interview last time? Why? You didn't I mean, like YouTube it? shut us down for not like for one thing. Yeah, that's that's very true. That's very true. That was my first episode that ever got shut down. Well, it was an honor, even if it was for the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's hey, hey, everything happens for a reason, and we're back here now doing better. What episode is this, Diego? Uh, episode 70, 75? 75. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's come along my way. Uh, still, still going strong, man. Still going strong. How you been anyway? Yeah, I've been, I've been working on a few projects myself, as I'm sure some of you may already be aware. Um, one more public than others, and then some more private than others that have made, been made public, thanks to our good old friends at dailymail.co.uk. Yeah, we'll we'll get we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, let's start off, man. Let's start off. I just saw a tweet by uh, Brian Houston. He is the leader of Hillsong. Is that right? He sure is. What's what's his background? So Brian's very passionate business spokesperson. He's written a whole bunch of self-help books. He's one of the senior and global pastors, I believe, of Hillsong Church, which I was a part of for a short stunt a few years ago. Yeah, he's also quite outspoken about these uh, singing mandates where we can't even sing on camera at the moment in our live stream churches. Yeah, that, that sounded wild to me. First of all, why did you leave Hillsong? I didn't know you even were a part of Hillsong and then you left. Oh, it was more just a personal reason myself. I was just uh, forming in my character and uh, in, in not really liking myself at the time. I think a lot there was a lot of social and peer pressure on a big mega church like that at the time and um, I I didn't really connect. Yeah, no, yeah. that's fair enough. Yeah. So this, um, he did a tweet. So this is, this is the tweet. So our New South Wales government came up with an edict that not even one person can sing into a camera to lead live stream Christian worship. This is clearly religious discrimination and so archaic it's hard to believe. Christians stand up. What are your thoughts on that tweet? As a Christian yourself, you know, you, you've got, you know, your, your podcast, Christian Heavy Podcast, and what were your thoughts when you heard that and the last few words when he said Christian stand up? I immediately went into a justice and a protest lens, obviously, being a protester in the past uh, for good, you know, 
for just causes like these, right? For any government, especially our government right now, to be telling us we can't even sing on private property in our own homes that people have paid mortgages for and, and paid for to have that privacy accordingly. Like it just goes against everything this democracy of Australia is supposed to stand for, which is freedom for everybody, including freedom for religion, freedom of speech, freedom of expression, freedom of movement. Like all of these rights, one by the other, have just come tumbling down in this time of COVID. Um, and for Brian to finally speak out, I think it was an absolute must for him to speak out. And with the propensity and the, and, and the, and the, I guess the reach that he has with politicians, with, with Scott Morrison and with other churches accordingly, um, this was the, the thing to get the, the wheels moving for the church to finally gain her liberty back again. Um, I'm even seeing some churches completely rebel and I'm not saying I endorse it necessarily, but what I am saying is person to person, if you're feeling convicted to get a, get a guitar out and start singing to Jesus and that's your conviction, who are we to tell you you can't be doing that in a public space? Mm. Right? And especially in the privacy of your home. That's right. In a home, a backyard, maybe even a parkland if you want to stretch it that far. I mean, if you look at America at the moment, this has taken us a year longer than America's been pushing for freedom of operation in churches again during all of these crazy worldly restrictions. So is he is he the head of Hillsong? He he is the global pastor, that's right. Hillsong fascinates me, man. They have this um the conference. They have like a seven day conference, mm-hmm. day and night, um, just worship, um and and teaching. It's seven day and seven nights. The la- the one that I watched years ago was at ANZ Stadium. Yep. And they fill that place, man. It's massive. Yeah. I was part of that for 10 solid years. Ah. Mm. I didn't know that. Yeah. So Christians stand up. Is this a call to actions to the Christians? What does he mean? Like there was, was there any follow up to this or? Absolutely. I had some fringe Christian groups reach out to me, obviously on your WhatsApp and your Telegram today. And that's how we communicate more securely. Yeah. Um, saying, you know, Dom, what should we do? Like you, you know how to get approval. You would know how to go about doing it lawfully and everything because you've been to quite a few protests in your heyday with the abortion bill and euthanasia and other things with the Australian Christian lobby, what should we do? Do we have, you know, the upper hand right now to to, to go out and, and protest and get the numbers behind this? Because, like, this has gone on for too long. This has been nearly three years that we've been in a pandemic and now the church is the only one that seems to be still shut with all of these exclusions. And it, and it's it's sad. There's also that that pastor, what's his name, the one that does uh, exercise your rights? Yeah. Is- Exercise Victor. Is that, is Victor. That, Victor. Yeah. Is that his name? Exercise your rights. Or Exercise something? your rights. Um, group, which he has been arrested for again. I believe what last week that he was in Hyde Park. Yeah, he was trying to just jog around Hyde Park, and he got arrested. Yeah, because they thought he wasn't. Um, he wasn't jogging. Yeah, he, I think the words they used were they were satisfied he wasn't exercising. They were satisfied he wasn't exercising. Yeah. That is some fucking weird, like, legal legal wording. You, you, we, we, we don't feel you're exercising. And yet people were sitting down in close proximity of all of these police horses and police cars that were close by mm-hmm. waiting for the sergeant who was obviously in charge of uh, making a no-good example of poor Pastor Vincent again, uh, Victor again, sorry, and... 
because he's had so much media publicity and, and the church has had so much, I guess, heat from this, it's almost like the police were expecting him to come out mm. of the Liverpool area. Yeah. And the Sydney LGA has been acting very, very aggressive about people complying. So they, they don't force something, they just check on people's compliance. But mm. that in no good fashion, that is coercion, isn't it? Yeah. You know? I can't walk, but I can sit down, but I can't have a picnic rug, but I can eat. As long as I'm eating, I don't have to wear a mask. Like, where do we draw the line here where these laws are so confusing and rules are so confusing that we just completely pull the baby out with the bathwater and not comply anymore because we're just getting sick of this topsy-turvy race to understand where the government's going with all of this? Yeah. And they said the other day that there's no scientific proof that anyone in Australia has caught COVID outside. That was on Channel 9 last night. I saw that. Yeah, it's it's weird times, man. It's fucking weird times. And um uh, I don't know, like I don't from a okay, from a I gotta I gotta keep it uh the yeah, I'm going to keep the swearing on the low. That's just uh, my personal thing that I need to work on. It's Australian, mate. My it's the Australian culture. That. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So what are the churches looking to do right now? What can they do? Now that you, you're you getting told that you can't, what is it? You get, Even in your home, That's you right. got to, what, right. what, are, what are they saying to the churches? We're not allowed to have church services in homes, private properties or buildings, you know, namely um, in hotspot areas and obviously the the greater region of New South Wales, Wollongong, Blue Mountains and Central Coast right now. But I just want to say today as a person that's representing himself as an island and not the organisation or the church committee, I'm Dom right now speaking. I'm personally going to open up my house and I'm not afraid of the ramifications that might come from that because there are a lot of people that are struggling through this so-called pandemic right now, mental health and other issues of discrimination, Very true. which we'll bring up soon, uh, you know, soon later in the show today in this segment with, with Diego, where coming to a house and having a cup of tea just for 10, 15 minutes out of their week is going to get them through the next day and the next day. Otherwise, it just comes in that there's this, this spirit of fear and this constancy of, of isolation and displacement where we actually feel like that nobody actually cares about us, which is just a direct life in the pit of hell, I believe. And right now the government is feeding off these very fears and the narrative of people choosing to stay home, thinking that they're doing their bit. I want to tell you right now, and I home to home this on my episode uh, two nights ago on my uh, podcast show, respectfully, the Drake podcast show, and this is not a plug, I'm just saying it how it is. Plug away, bro. All good. (laughs) You do not have to do something if you don't feel comfortable in your stomach to do it. If someone is literally telling you that you inalienably, not inalienably, can't leave your house for compassionate reasons of going and having a cup of tea with a friend or going and giving your grandmother a hug right now, stop listening to that person. They are not an expert. They have their own shill agenda and we can see that very well clear when you saw Brad Hazard only a few nights ago himself in isolation waiting for further medical expert on what he was able to do. Mm. This is all a game to these people and we have already exposed what their real agenda is. It's to close religion out of Australia for good and it's to get people following a group think and that's it. It's our way or you don't get 
financed. It's our way or you can't study in our educational tertiary institutes. It's our way or you can't even send your children unvaccinated, I might add, to a childcare center so you can get ahead with paying off your mortgage and other bills at home. Where is the buck going to draw, friends? That's what I've got to ask you today. Very true, man. Those, yeah, they're, they're strong words, they're true words, and it's things that people are dealing with at the minute. They're dealing with discrimination, they're dealing with mental health, yep. they're dealing with a lot of issues beyond just just this whole whole virus in itself. And like I saw the stats of all the other all the other all like all the other deaths that has been occurring and uh, they're so high. We've had one COVID death this year. That's the official, like, the official data. Yeah, TGA have put that out. Exactly. Absolutely. And yeah. uh, there's been 33,000 of other other uh, deaths as well with uh, dealing with mental health. Uh, it's, it's tough times, man. And what do you feel the, like, the future holds especially for Christians specifically, the Christians that, you know, are going along with everything. I don't understand how Christians that understand the mark of the beast, they understand yeah. the end of times, they understand all of the biblical scriptures and been studying this and been to churches all the time. How are they supporting this? I got to say, I got to call it out right now. And I guess you could call it a strong rebuke, but I want you to know I'm doing this in the agenda of love today. And this is not to condemn or to pull you aside and say, shun the unbeliever. That's not what I'm doing. But what I am saying is you maybe you haven't studied rigorously the theology around the Antichrist. Maybe you haven't studied the, the scriptures properly to realize that there is a time where Jesus was going into temples and tearing them to shreds. He wasn't just going to sit there idly by and let his father's house be made an absolute mockery of. And right now, it feels like if you don't have Brian Houston's and your Phil Pringles of today coming out and calling it out how it is, then nobody is ever going to wake up to realize that like this is a fight that we can win. This is a fight that we need to be together in, both in prayer but also in action. Because that, my friend, is also love. Love is not just a saying. Love is also an action. And if we're not actioning that love towards people right now and showing them that the church does have a strong arm, that the church does have decision-making process, that the church does have a conscience and a conviction that they're running their services and their lives by, both privately that will then be made publicly to everybody else, then I'm afraid that people are hypocritical in their knowledge of the Bible and they're not honoring the Word of God, which is what we as chosen people should be doing right now. We need to save this city. We need to save the city from this treachery and this tirade and this charade, as I said earlier before, that this government is playing right now because they don't want to admit that they might have gotten this whole pandemic wrong and that they've taken advantage of our ignorance instead of us doing what we should have done, which was the groundwork to connect all of the dots. So the church is no different to the person outside of the church and the religious institute right now. We all need to be in this together. Keeping apart right now is what's remaining us all living in this ignorance and in this fear. I, honestly, that's how it feels for me right now. Mm. Had a lot of time to, to, to mull over this and think about it for myself. What about you, Diego? You said chosen people in there. The, the, I believe in Christ as in Jesus. 
but I don't, I'm not a church going Christian. I'm not a guy that, um, there's so many different, there's so many different Christianities. There's so many different like religion types. And I've always known Christians to believe that the Jewish people are the chosen people. However, me, I don't believe there's anyone that is a chosen person. I believe, or people, I believe we're all like under God and God is a loving source in energy in the universe. And that's why I haven't really delve into Christianity because of that particular barrier, the barrier that the Jewish are the chosen people. Okay. Break that down for me. So someone that's in my shoes, right? Someone that's thinking like, um, cause I've, I've looked at a lot of Muslim faith. I've looked at the Jewish faith. I've been to synagogues. Um, I've l- been to a lot of churches. I've been to Catholic church. I've been to Anglican churches. I've been, t- I've looked at this like different philosophies from each religion and like the Muslim, I believe in Jesus because Muslims also believe Jesus is there. There is no, there's no one even in the science world or even that are atheists that don't believe that Jesus existed. So we all, we come to an agreement that Jesus definitely existed. What happened happened. And that's why I support him and follow him as a prophet and not as a God, because my understanding is that, Christians believe that Jews are chosen people. So people in my shoes, what do you have to say to them? That is a great question today, Diego. And it's one that's going to take a little bit of airtime to explain, but I'm going to do my best friends. So what I want to do is just quickly compartmentalize that question and simplify it for you. Okay. Are Jews the chosen people of God today or did their defilement towards Jesus many numerous times in the Bible expel them from being these chosen people over us, the Gentiles? You knew that I was going to ask this question, didn't you? I had a little bit of preparation. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's dangerous it. to get on the air with you, 5-8 Take FMO over here, without at least having your butt covered a little bit with a script, right, friends? <laughs> Learn from next time. Gotcha. Go. Hit me. Hit me. Coming up after the break, Dom will explain the 12 tribes of Israel. But I now, wish I had sponsors break. to put it in. <laughs> God used the children of Israel from Abraham Abraham had children and then Isaac beget children and they became different tribes, including the tribe of Judah. And from those 12 tribes, which consisted of, you ready? Here's all the names in the Bible part that everyone falls asleep to. So try and stay awake here at home. Okay. Asher, Dan, Ephraim, Gad, Issachar, Manasseh, Naphtali, Reuben, Simeon, Zebulon, Judah, and Benjamin. And all of these 12 became a nation. And the reason that they became a nation, are you ready for this? Is that they wanted to bring Jesus the Messiah through this city. As it Mm. says in Matthew 1, 1 to 6, this is a record of the ancestors of Jesus the Messiah, a descendant of David and of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac. Isaac was the father of Jacob. Jacob was the father of Judah and his brothers. Judah was the father of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar. Perez was the father of Hezron. Hezron was the father of Ram. Ram was the father of Amadimadab. Amadimadab was the father of Nashon. Nashon was the father of Salmon. 
Salmon was the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Boaz was the father of Obab, whose mother was Ruth. And Obed was the father of Jesse. Now it continues. Jesse was the father of King David. Mm-hmm. David was the father of Solomon, whose mother was Bathsheba, the widow of Uriah. Now, you go into Luke 3.31, and it even further defines why Jesus is, is a part of the tribe of Judah and why we then link into being the same seed. You ready? Mm. Elikim was the son of Malia. Malia was the son of Mena. Mena was the son of Matapha. Matapha was the son of Nathan. So Nathan was the son of David. I feel like I'm preaching right now. David was the son. (laughs) Hallelujah. David was the son of Jesse. Jesse was the son of Obed. And uh, Obed was the son of Boaz. Now you go further down and it says again, Amadimadab was the son of Admin. Admin was the son of Ani. And Ani was the son of Hezron. And it continues. And it talks about Judah, who who was the son of Jacob. And Jacob being the son of Isaac. Mm. And eventually you get all the way back down to Jesus because Isaac was the son of Abraham who was the son of Nahor and Terah, okay? So that would suggest then that Jesus was a member of the tribe of Judah by this lineage of Abraham, right? Mm. So you're still not getting the answer. No. That's good. That's good. So there's so much more. This is quite a compact question, and I'm glad you asked it today. Go on. God had to keep the nation formed with the 12 tribes. Uh in a way that was holy and separate to bring the Messiah, not the prophet Jesus, in for salvation of the whole world. Okay? Mm. So the other surrounding nations at the time were idol-worshipping really horrible things like throwing their people into the fire and killing babies at altars, right? This was their the gods like Molech and other ones, right? Wooden idols. Hideous, demonic idols, right? Yeah. The nations would have polluted Israel the holy city at the time, right? Mm. Because of Christ being the seed of Abraham, therefore, we can now also be the chosen ones. So it's not just the Jews that are the chosen ones. The Jews are the chosen ones. That's not up for argument. But what is up for argument and what I'm trying to bring home today is that through acceptance of Jesus the Messiah and his perfect gift on the cross of Calvary, you and I and everyone else for that matter today of all nations and ethnicities can also become adopted chosen ones. Sons and daughters, I like to look at us. Right. Right. We are part of the bloodline of Abraham. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. So it's almost like because of the act that he did, he extended that opportunity to be, become sort of the chosen one to mm-hmm. all living and future generations. Mm-hmm. Ah, gotcha. So before the Jews were the chosen people, a situation, well, Jesus came down and then he sort of opened that door to the rest of humanity. That's right. Everybody deserves grace. Everybody deserves the, the, the right to have eternal life after this life. So why do Christians, why are there still Christians out there that believe that um, Jews are the chosen people? Or because technically they were? They still? S- they still are. But it's interesting because if you go to what Moses was experiencing with the whole captivity of God's Jewish chosen people at the time, trying to escape Egypt, trying to escape the oppression of Egypt and the Pharaoh right? at the time, we too have sinned. We've done something to separate ourselves from being chosen, okay? Mm -hmm. But it's beautiful because even though we've done wrong and acted wickedly, our ancestors and the, the Jews in Egypt were also not impressed by the Lord's miraculous deeds. And it took some... 
it took some time for them to accept it. All right. Mm. So there was stubbornness. There was pride. There was ego. There was a lot of things that God had to break down first for them to entrust their life over to him and say, okay, you know what? If you say I'm chosen, I'm going to live like a chosen one. Mm. Okay. So this is really interesting. I think it's worth touching note on tonight. They soon forgot his many acts of kindness to them. So when I'm talking about they, I'm talking about the Jews, about the descendants of, of Jesus, right? Instead, they chose to rebel against him at the Red Sea. Even so, he saved them again and again to defend the honor of his name and to demonstrate his mighty power. He commanded the Red Sea to dry up and he led Israel across the sea as if it were a desert. Mm. So he rescued them from their enemies and redeemed them again from their foes. Then the water returned and covered their enemies. Not one of them survived. And his people believed his promises and they sang him praise. Yet how quickly they would forget what he had done. They wouldn't wait for his counsel in the wilderness. Their desires ran wild, testing God's patience in the dry wasteland. So he gave them what they asked for. He sent a plague. Nah. So when you choose to be disobedient for a prolonged amount of time and you walk away from being chosen, you walk away from the promise, you walk away from what I believe is the kingdom's promise of inheritance that we've uh-huh. all entitled to through Jesus, the Messiah, okay? Mm. You are putting a big red target on your back from the enemy and from Captives, you know, people that have really poor intentions to control, brainwash, manipulate, and coerce you into becoming something that God never intended you to become, which is a rebel without a cause. Okay. Mm. And what do rebels end up doing? They end up going to jail or they end up revolutionizing something and they change the world. Yeah. So I'm not saying rebellion is necessarily a bad thing, but if it's done with the intent to just rebel, to create a reaction that is going to create you know, chaos. chaos and anarchy, then there has to be a line somewhere. Yeah. Where we even, and I'm, I'm going to put it out there, even Pharaoh needed to be honored at a time because he was the leader of Egypt and God had put him in as that elect at that time. What he didn't intend was for Pharaoh to do those horrible, abominable things to all of those sons and those children at the time. But again, free will allows us to either walk away from being chosen like the Jews also had the choice to stay in the city and trust him and the Messiah came through mm-hmm. and be sanctified of all their sins or go and walk into the wilderness for 40 years. And that's what they did. And God gives us exactly what we ask for. This is what people don't realize is like, regardless of ethnicity, regardless of culture, upbringing or religion, he still wants your heart. And that's a big thing to take away. And the Jews, unfortunately, and I'm not being anti-Semitic saying this, and I'll be very careful because I know some beautiful Jews for Jesus that will be tuning on from the eastern suburbs region today on the show, is that they weren't just, they weren't just for Jews. He wasn't just for Jews. Mm. He was for the new, the new, the new people of Jerusalem, the Gentiles. Okay. So there's no exclusivity with Jesus. He is the most inclusive and loving God out. And he's the only one that will be there at the end of the day, even when you do stuff up tomorrow. And we know, you know, the stats don't lie. We we do we do fall into temptation quite often. Can you break down the Gentiles for them? The Gentiles. Okay. Who are the Gentiles? The Gentiles. What, is that, what does that mean in a biblical sense? In a biblical sense, the Gentiles were people that were going on a limb without God or going, you know, as far away from God's directions um, at the time as they could mm-hmm. because free will permitted it. 
Yeah. But it doesn't always mean that free will's Yes. Because we do need to have some kind of law and order, right? Yes. I believe that. So why do you think then that only Jews are the chosen people of God when I've just, I guess, broken it down for you? I didn't know all of that. <laughs> so what does that make you feel now? Does it challenge your, you know, I guess your view on Christianity? And Yeah, definitely. It definitely does. The only, the only last thing is the Messiah. So I got to, I got to break that down for myself personally, whether uh, Jesus is uh, God on earth. That's the, that's the last, I guess, little puzzle for me. Now, how did you find Christianity yourself? Why did you not like, have you looked into the Muslim faith? Have you looked into Hinduism? Have you looked into Buddhism? Have you looked into, you know, Judaism itself? Why did you go towards Christianity? Why did I go towards being a born again believer? Yes. I don't like to call it Christianity because unfortunately the world and people, individuals has really made Christianity not look very loving and nice and approachable today. Interesting. So what, so what, what I do you call, like it? Why I like it? to call myself a believer is because of what I'm believing fundamentally is why I get out of bed every morning. What I believe in gives me the strength and the empowerment to go and do what I need to do day to day. Mm-hmm. Without it, I'd crumble to the ground again and return to dust. I truly believe that, Diego. Mm. So for me, Christianity is uh, organized and, 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 and structured human-made religion. It's okay. not relationship, okay? Religion yes. is the, counter op- the, the, the exact opposite to having a loving and knowing relationship with somebody. Yes. So I choose the relationship factor. And the reason why I chose the relationship factor is because, and this is a part of my testimony which I revealed um, at, at some point there's a video about to go out actually. Mm-hmm. And um, please go ahead and watch that when it comes out. I'm not entirely sure the release date. But the reason I mentioned that is that like, I was bullied so extensively at school mm. and, and told that I wasn't worth anything and that I, you know, I had a, a disformed face and nobody liked me and that no one would ever marry me. And there was these big curses and words and I've spoken over me from a very young age right. that I was a runt in the family. Right. right. And yet the church embracingly opened up their doors to me in that time frame yeah. where I had no idea or clue about my own identity or my own uh, understanding of who I was and, and the value system of that time. It was very, very poor. Yeah. But the church did not ask questions. The church did not say, who are you? The church did not say, you have to prove yourself to be worthy of our love. Right. They just let me come in and work through that journey that I was on with God and learning to just surrender my whole life over to him and trust him accordingly. Mm. And it's been a long process. I've been in and out of juvie. I've nearly been to jail. There's a lot of things I've done that some people will go, even with this article recently in the Daily Mail, they'll go, hang on, you're supposed to be a Christian. Yes, I am. But I'm also sometimes, you know, like you and you tuning in today, there, there are those weak spots. We get emotional. We don't always re- react the way we ought to with rationality, okay? Yeah, and true. consideration of where people might be at and might, the way they might take that or perceive that yes. when we share such a sharp truth to the world, okay? Mm. So so that that's all a part of the fruits of the Spirit. Yeah. And I believe we just continue to develop in those. We become more controlled and kind and loving and gentle and patient towards the rest of humanity 
even though they may be getting it so terribly wrong in the moment. Yeah, that's very true. And I got messages after I posted that uh, Daily Mail of people saying, just, just not agreeing with what you did. And I said that exact thing. I was, I said, I don't know your headspace at the day. I don't know what you, what you were thinking. I don't know what you've been going through. Everyone's going through hard times in this COVID um, period. So there's so many factors that someone looking in from the internet can't actually, you know, grasp. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe we can move on to that. You've opened my eyes a lot on uh, on the Jewish people being not not necessarily the chosen people of now in that everyone the Gentiles being the people outside of Israel to my understanding is uh, are the chosen people. So if I'm, we walk away from idolatry, sorry, say that again. If we choose to walk away from idolatry, idolatry. Yeah. What's what's that word? Okay, so idolatry is if you put anything before God. Okay, right. so even I'm going to put it out there, even jujitsu, rock salt lamps, um, crystals. It could be just something that you put before God. Mm, okay? Okay. So you're putting more attention and focus and trust in that thing than you are in the Messiah alone. Right. And that can be a prickly one for some people to emphasize if they're not in the, I guess, the religious constraints of Christianity and Catholicism. Because I've loved yes. jujitsu, man. Yeah, yeah. But... <laughs> Can I ask you this? Yeah. Point blank. Would you die for jujitsu or would you die for a good person? I'd die for a good person. But you wouldn't die for the the functionality or the sport or the or I guess the action of, of jujitsu, would you? I'd uh, But I think hmm. we can- Wait, wait, wait. How, what wait. I wouldn't die for the actionality of jujitsu. I wouldn't die to we need jujitsu to fight though. We need jiu-jitsu to combat. That's I don't. That's a tough example because to die for something, it. I die for people. I die for for good. What I believe to be a good, honourable cause that is for the source. And as I said, um, before. I've I've said it before many times where even Jesus himself said the kingdom of God is within you, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I truly believe that. I truly believe that I'm willing to die to help the poor, to die to help the people that don't have power, to die and help the people that can't fight. Jiu-jitsu would be a tool of that fight. So it's a tough example. And what were you going to say? I'm sorry to cut you off. No, I was just going to agree saying um, I think it's important to put the source or, you know, God first, whichever you believe in. But there are also tools to help people come back to that. Yeah. And that ability Mm -hmm. to reconnect and, Mm -hmm. you know, to prioritize that. Um, I don't think, just from my perspective, I don't think that one comes above the other. I think it's a tool to get back to that path. Yeah. Because if you see, sometimes if you through, like for example, through jujitsu, I find health, I find mentality, I find spirit, and that drives me closer to the source, which is God. So that's that's the way that I sort of 
think about it, but I never heard that word before. Well, say it again. Idolatry. Idolatry. I never heard of that before. Well, let's have a look what the dictionary says. All right. So what does it say? So idolatry, the worship of idols. Uh, idolatry is the worship of an idol as thought it were God. In Abrahamic religions, mainly Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, idolatry connotes the worship of something or someone other than God as if it were God. So a golden calf, something that is not... Yeah, so that's not what you want. That's not what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, before you were saying it is. Yeah. You idolatry, you wouldn't put it in front of Okay, so it's the other way around. Yes. Oh, okay. I understand what you're saying. You're saying it in this pers- perspective that jujitsu would be God. Okay, I understand you. Um so this daily mail thing, as I said to other people, I said that I don't know what you were going through in a day. I don't know. Could we pull up that article and then I'll read the headline and it, I want to get your explanation of sure. what happened. Mm-hmm. So the on Daily Mail Australia, the title of the article is Podcaster compares being asked to wear a mask to rape as he tears into innocent staff at a Sydney cafe while saying he has an asthma exemption. So this was a Daily Mail headline and... Um, I don't appreciate them using your full name and your last name. I mean, I haven't even given my full name over here because it's just like it does put a bit of a, a bit too much heat on somebody. And what if you wanted to go for an occupation or an interview? But, First know. of all, how do you feel about that before we break into the cafe items? So the to- the person that did this article is Tita. So how do you feel about her using your full name? Yeah, Tita did not ask any um, anything in relation to whether I was happy to go ahead with the article. All she did was message me. And unfortunately I only looked at the inbox the night after of the reveal on daily mail that she wanted me to explain my experiences at the cafe. She didn't say, can I use your name? Can I use your podcast? Can I use your church affiliation? Can I use that? You were doing it for likes. She just wanted to create the narrative in her head mm-hmm. um, to get, to basically get to get clickbait. And right. I wasn't happy about that. Daily Mail do that a fair bit. Sure. They've uh, I've seen I've seen articles uh, that they've they say one thing and then next year is the complete opposite thing or in even in the space of like a month it's the opposite thing. Um, so when I saw this dude I was I was a bit shocked and I didn't really understand it. So before we can talk about Tita and the article itself, but before we get there, what would be good? Would it be good to see your response to some of the comments? Um, how many? There's 161 comments in there, so maybe open that in a new tab and then we can go through maybe some of that as well. Um, and then you can re- give your side of the story. And I think that's the fairest way to do things because mainstream yeah. media these day and age is not doing that at all. I feel, I feel like, like it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. So what happened on that day? Is that not opening? You've got to scroll down. I think it's further down. The um, internet's having a bit of a problem. Okay. That's all right. So what happened on that day? 
So on that day, it was actually a really positive uh, afternoon, one sunny, fine, uh, <laughs> yeah, what was it, Wednesday or Thursday uh, in Marrickville, New South Wales. And yep. I was just thinking, oh, I'm going to get a coffee before I meet up with some friends. I was going to go to the park and play with their little ones and just touch base, check in. Yep. It's a good thing to do right now while the church can't meet. Definitely. Um, and it was thriving. There was lots of people out and basketball courts, tennis courts, just thriving with people. Fantastic. The way it should be, right? Very normal. Yes. Very normal day. I thought, I'm going to get a coffee. As soon as I walked to the door, I just had these eyeballs glaring toward me because I wasn't wearing a mask. And then when I looked in the, I guess, the entryway to the cafe, um, which I'm not going to name because it's not polite to do that, um, I could see that there was a no mask, no entry kind of sign up. And I was like, well, that's illegal. And then something in my gut just hit me and said instinctually, they might make a big scene about you not having a mask even though you know you have a medical exemption as an asthmatic. Mm. So just have your phone on the ready. And just this little voice in my head said, had your phone on the ready. So I just had it. Obviously I wasn't going in there to aggravate them um, or anything, Yeah. but I was very much on the defense. I'd already, you know, copped it at Coles the day before. I just, I guess I was kind of expecting the worst case scenario to go down. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so you walked, you walked in there, you saw the sign, mm -hmm. you were already, um, you had some, you know, coals already agitating mm -hmm. you regarding masks, even though you do have a medical exemption. Yep. And so then you just held your phone because generally people may not believe you. And that's what generally people are doing these days, which is a good thing. Mm. Even cops do it. Cops have cameras on them and they have that so they can recall the situation. So you were already on a sort of a frightened foot, sort of like a back foot to my understanding. And then so you walk in there and did she, the other lady, not the manager, when she came over to you and said for you to go outside, did she say to you before she told you to go outside, do you have a medical exemption? No. She didn't even think to ask me that the reason why I wasn't wearing one. And for public people out there that also may have an exemption or have past PTSD that they're trying to deal with, and this pandemic's definitely taught me to be more empathetic towards people like that mm. we just never know someone's backstory and we shouldn't need to know it to just treat people with common respect and dignity no matter if we agree or we don't agree fundamentally theologically or philosophically yeah mm -hmm. bit of a tongue twister today do you know what i mean yeah it's just so. about showing that ethic of dignity again that that she'll be right mate you know okay if he wants a coffee give them a coffee kind of thing it shouldn't have been that big of a political deal but it became one because I saw, like, I, I, I think the the both sides overreacted. Sure. And the guy at the back definitely didn't help. So you were arguing with him, but you couldn't hear what he was saying. What was he saying? So the you, barista, you, yeah, yeah. You were, yeah. you were like, you weren't shouting at the woman, which mm. people thought you were, yeah. which the article sort of yeah. painted That's that a picture. Good position. Yep. You were you were talking to the guy at the back mm -hmm. that was not part of the discussion and started yelling something at you. So mm -hmm. what was he yelling? 
So when I said, um, what would you say to somebody that was being raped and you were telling them they weren't allowed to have that lived experience of feeling frightened and unsafe in a cafe? This should be a safe space where everybody goes, well, that's quite an effing fret, mate. And then I go, excuse me, I have an exemption. And I was trying to kind of echo that to him that I was not being a How a, is that a, a threat? I wasn't being a twat and I definitely wasn't trying to threaten anybody. Yeah. I was just trying to state the obvious that people are getting lost in this loophole at the moment. There there's a big gap at the moment in this nation during another lockdown where people are being abused and people aren't having a voice and people aren't being um welcomed because they can't wear a mask. The smallest of things that's mm. separating them from community and 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 flourishing right now having yeah. their groceries done for the week, et cetera, right? Getting some sunshine, which is so important um, as far as health and, and everything else is concerned. And I was just trying to make, I guess, a pointy statement that people being told to wear a mask is just as bad as telling somebody to get in a van if they're being abducted by their abductor. Mm. It, yeah, it, it might not be a, it might be, you know, the last thing you want to like, I guess, correspond this whole pandemic with at the moment, but conceptualize. Yeah. It, it is happening. It is happening. A lot of these numbers of cases at the moment are cases of people being abducted. It's disgusting. And I was just trying to make a pointy statement and one that was obviously going to come with a lot of backlash that you're no better than that abductor telling someone that they must do something against their own free will right now. You have no right, no right. Even a police officer, if you're listening today, you don't actually have the jurisdiction to operate coercion and telling people that they must do something. Okay, within the constitution, that's a different question and criminal law, another one for that matter. And we won't talk about this today, but I want to hone to home that a public health order is not a law. It's a rule. It's a, an emergency, uh, an emergency one of that. And it does have an expiration date. Yes. No, enough said. And um, in legalities, I think you do have to give your name to police, even if you're not arrested. I should no, get a lawyer on. No, you do on. not. No, you absolutely do I'm not have sure to enter do. into verbal contract. If you don't look at a police officer eye to eye, let me give you an example. Yeah. I was at Petersham Station the other day and I walked off the New South Wales Transport without a mask. I tapped my Opal card off as a paying customer. Okay. I walked upstairs and the five of them all lingered around me like a bad smell. And they walked up to me and they go, excuse me, sir. I just got to give you a friendly reminder that you must wear a mask at all times here on New South Wales Transport. And I literally responded with my eyeballs rolling going, um, have a good day. That was as far as it went and they didn't want to take it any further. Then I started to pray. Some people might go, you're crazy. No, I started to pray that I would just keep my cool because in times like that in the past, I am quite an emotional person when I feel threatened or intimidated because yep. I've been abused and it's a long story and I'm not trying to get any, you know, extra votes for that today. Yep. I'm just trying to put things into perspective for you in a way where it will help yep. you understand that there are always two sides to everybody's story. Yeah. Don't ever assume that, you know, a person is just being an, a, a, a dickhead or a jerk because they're not doing something or not mm. complying with the status quo. Well, let's get to some of the other side of things. Sure. So then you can respond to what other people see to this conversation. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, skewed headlines tell you more about what you are supposed to think about the article. Okay. So that's in support of you. Um, 
I'm a God botherer. I would have asked him if he was okay, whether he was dealing well with the pandemic or whether, yeah, that's what I uh, said before. So that's agreeing with you also. Can we go down a little bit more? Uh, that's the same one. Uh, can we cancel him? That's that's just a fucking Hilarious. troll. Yeah. Um, Masks don't work. Source mm. CDC data in the USA. So that's another agreeing with you. Uh, keep going down. It's it acting very unchristian like. All right, there we go. Acting very unchristian like. What do you have to say to those people that say, "Look, you have a Christian podcast, and sure. by you yelling at uh, coffee shop staff." That's not Christian-like. Okay, okay. I was being quite assertive. I will admit that. And uh, it, it was probably wasn't the best uh, portrayal of keeping my cool in all situations. But when you are literally in the enemy's camp at the moment, dealing with an alternate universe where people are acting in a very unusual manner and when I'm healthy and living and breathing, as far as I know, last time I checked, I'm not sick, to be treated as if I'm a walking pathogen, like it, it did... I'm not going to lie to you. It did get me pretty cheesed off. Yeah. And it got me upset feeling that there was so much injustice not being addressed right now with this whole ordeal. And I thought, if not now, then when? And if not me, then who? I thought it was time to, to take charge and, and, and make an example of this government order. Fair. Yeah. Um. Here's, a, here's another decent one uh, just down a bit. If he was... If he has a medical exemption, then he should just calmly show them the letter from his doctor. Easy peasy. If, on the other hand, he absolutely refuses to show his medical exemption, then it is clear that he's there just to cause trouble. I feel sorry for the poor workers who had to put up with his rude, hostile, attention-seeking nonsense. Fair call. Fair call. So let me tell you this. Uh, Keith from Sydney, Australia, who posted this two days ago, respectfully on the dailymail.co, which we're using on their comment, comment section. A lot of you are trolls, but I will try and do my best to answer some of these thoughtful processes well, th on that's, there. That's not okay. so much, he, that's, he's not trolling there. Well, I think look, he truly uh, but, believes but he's that. he's also quite ignorant in not understanding that the yes. right to a person to obtain to withhold their medical or private information is actually governed under the under the very strict rules under the biosecurity and, 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 privacy, and, and the privacy act in 1988. Yes. And if you have a look at it, there's an even bigger loophole where nobody, not even a police officer or a sergeant can ask you to present your medical certificate from a doctor to, to prove that you have that exemption in the first place. And if somebody wants to go even further with it, and I heard recently someone actually got a payout of a exceeding $40,000 for, yeah. for discrimination and damages and, and trauma caused from this ordeal, you really are going to have to dodge the bullet with your pride and your ego of trying to be a mask police right now because we're just trying to do the right thing in the meantime to keep Sydney local businesses open. Okay, yes. and afloat. We know you have bills to pay and we empathize that it's not an easy task trying to comply with these ridiculous New World Order health, you know, orders and concerns in the moment. But you have to take everything into perspective and treat it case by case. Yeah. And we haven't been doing that. We blanket statement everybody that's anti-mask as an anti-mask and as a troublemaker and that is just not going to fly with me. Yeah. No, that's that's a fair call. Um, could we go down a little bit more? 
There's no way to get the highest um, view uh, comments, is there? Could you go up? Is there a way yes, to filter is. it? Yes, there is. Uh, best, best rated. rated. Best rated. There yeah. we go. Uh, so you explain that. That's not very Christian behavior. I too am asthmatic, but managed to wear the mask for the length of time it takes to buy something. So right. this person's asthmatic um, and they say, I wear a mask uh, to in for the time that it takes to purchase something and get out. What do you have to say to them? That's 146. That's the highest rated comment there. Right. Hi, sorry, Sam. You are currently in the United Kingdom in Thornton, I believe. Oh, yeah, that's Look, not Sydney. Anyway. That's not Sydney and you're going for a whole different ordeal with a totalitarian Orwellian movement and I really do put my prayers out to your nation and leaders accordingly. It must be a real struggle right now to 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 speak out about this, but I'm also seeing hundreds of thousands of people doing that. Millions. And, uh, I got to say to you, you're not alone. If you're if you're on the fence, this is good. This will get you challenged and thinking. Maybe I got some of this wrong, and maybe an asthmatic does have the right to be exempt. And in fact, if you look at your orders, it will say that that people with breathing difficulties and respiratory conditions are exempt from wearing a mask. Simple as that. We're mm-hmm. not the enemy here, right? True. Go down. Go down. So that's another big one. Go up. Go up a little bit. I have to say, if I owned a shop and this Muppet came in acting like this, I would grab him by his ears and drag him outside so he could find his safe space. Inverted uh, <laughs> Classic quotes. example of, uh, of, of this minority trying to, you know, oust people and segregate us if we think differently to the group think. I think you are the most intolerant people out there and I really pray to God that you never do own a business because I feel so bad for patrons that would be in a similar situation to me with with either mental health or, or, or another disability um, and they don't feel safe in that space. Mm. It's not It's not okay. Another one here. We'll do a couple more before we get uh, finish up. What an entitled douchebag. My blood is boiling watching this. That's uh, 124 upvotes for that. Do you have right. something to say to Ivor? Keep keep trying to change the world in, uh, in name calling, mate. Uh, I hope that's going well for you. Fair. That's another one from London. It's interesting that London loves Daily Mail, eh? Well, I believe their headquarters is in London. So Yeah, but this is Daily Mail Australia. Oh, this actually made it to London. It did. .co.uk. Yeah, so Daily Mail, um, they have different sections, but it's all collated online. So you can look at world news, um, local news, etc. Yeah, but it says dailymail.co.uk. So this ended up in the .co.uk as well. Yeah, so you can access it from... From the Australian one. Uh, Fair enough. Um. Absolute flog. This is a Sydney guy. Absolute flog. I would have punched him right in the mask free face. 101 comments. So that's assault, mate. Um, keep going. That's that's just a ignorant. Yeah, I reported that comment. That's ignorant. <laughs> oh, so you've you've gone through a lot of these as well. Look, I got told by a whole bunch of sources that it wasn't a good idea to 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 let it get to you and to take it Definitely personally. Because this is comments. an attack. This is just an attack on the free free world. This has got nothing to do with me. I'm just unfortunately one sorry case in a number of many other people in the sea, and uh, it's not going to be the last time that we hear about this 
horrific experience that people have to go through just to buy a cup of coffee or a, a pack of apples at the local grocery store. It is what it is. And we've got to live with this new world as best we can. Um, but that doesn't mean that we have to tolerate abuse. And that, that I'm, I'm sending that message out to both streams today, both political camps, whether you are for compliance or you're not for compliance, at the end of the day, you've got your reasons. And I want to try and be as, I guess, uh, you know, bipartisan as I can with both camps, just so, you know, if you ever want to chat about this stuff further and ask why I reacted the way I did, that you would know I'm an open book and I'll do my best to answer those queries, you know, justly. Yeah. So, yeah. Very. And it's, and it's good that you come on and you've, you've, you know, you, when I said, let me click the comments, let me see what they say so you can directly respond. I appreciate you didn't go, no, 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 no. I don't want to do that. Blah, blah, blah. Look, we're not gonna satisfy some people out there. Sure. Right. And in, in a short space of time, at least you got to give your side of events and you got to respond to some of the comments. As I said before, I think both sides were irrational. I think they also were irritable. They could have come up to you and said, look, do you have a mask exemption? Instead of saying, you don't have a mask, get out, right? By doing that and also having that sign there and also the guy in the back also agitating, that's bad on their part. Bad on your part was essentially yelling uh, at the yeah. staff. Absolutely. So, So there's... There's those two, and that is my two cents on the situation. Look, if the barista and the third parties are listening today, I want to be straightforward right now and admit that I was quite passionate. And uh, you must have been having a pretty rough week, you know, trying to comply with all these health orders here in New South Wales during the so-called lockdown. I do want to apologize. There's a right way to, to attack this thing. And being emotional is not the right way and we ain't going to win any battles in the future. So I take that completely on the chin. I'm sucking up my pride and I'm admitting that I could have dealt with that a whole bunch better. Uh, as for me being a Christian and having a Christian run podcast and being affiliated with churches, it's besides the point. We mm. are all islands at the end of the day and we hold ourselves accountable for our actions. So if there's consequences, me not getting employed for whatever reason or not getting a gig because of this, I'm completely prepared for that and it's not against you it was totally my decision so mm. i release you and i also just pray no harm comes to you from this but i also ask that you not look for any retaliation or any further attacks trolls comments or otherwise i think that that's a fair a fair game for all right yeah no that's that's well said well put yeah. and and also they the cafe also got a a bunch of hate too so it, it goes both ways. People go at you, your people go at them. It's not good for I'm just any gonna, party. But I'm I just going to call for a ceasefire. That, I think we'll leave that one there. Um, I think you spoke your part and I, I appreciate that you're being honest about it and straightforward uh, to everything. And you, you, you see where I'm coming from as well. So I appreciate that. We'll get into digital straight Three, two, one. Here we go. All right, Digital Streets, what do we got? Take one, take one. Right, so first one up is... 
Australia COVID update. New cases jumped to 35 in New South Wales as government weighs extending lockdown. Everyone, it's we. You, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I've got plenty to say about this whole jump of cases, but no deaths. But I think I might let you go first, Diego. Okay. Could we look up on Google how many cases there are in London, for example? A city. Let's pick um, a city in that just had 3 million people on the streets. And London has now opened up. Yeah? Look, 128,000 deaths. We've had one death. There hasn't been 128,000 deaths. That's a load of crock. Well, that's what it says there. <laughs> On the and, computer, sure. And so so they're talking about that many and they're open. They're, they're dead open right now. <laughs> so what are we talking about? 39 cases and we're an island. We're an island. We're what already are, isolated. How, like, yeah, we're, like how how is it? Happening is it because you're letting sports stars in? Is that why? Is it because you're you're letting Hollywood actors into the country? Like people can't get out, people can't get in. So how are we getting these cases? Where are they actually coming from? From the vaccine. That's a madness right there. The 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 mRNA. Um, we talked about this. Uh, the, live, with the live virus inside the vaccine at the moment is causing a lot of symptoms and reactions. And when people go and get the PCR test at Bondi and all the other open clinics, they are going to test positive. Should we be... Do you, do you, do you believe in a lab theory or the, the nature theory? I don't believe in either. Fair. Fair. You know what? No one knows. No one knows. So that's fair enough. Should we be locking down uh, for 35 cases? Let me put it that way. Because no. the other side of discussion is a whole another side of discussion. No. And I know you don't want to go into that side of discussion. So you don't believe we should lock down. No, there is no lockdown right now. This is a planned lockdown that came through because lo and behold... Emergency. The Human Security Act was due to be withdrawn. It was due to expire, sorry. Emergency at the end of the month on the 27th. Of, yes, the state, state of, emergency. of emergency. Now these people in, I guess, pushing the pens right now have gone, oh no, people are going to wake up and they're not going to comply the next time. So we better just put them into another lockdown before the school holidays, I might add, mm. because it would confuse people and become another false flag that people would be panicking over. Can you see how it's just too coincidental that they've done this again during the school holidays? Yes. It's um, the timing of all this is, is just so, so weird. Mm. That's a massive mask that she has. Gladys is like, Gladys needs, <laughs> needs to actually a- cover the rest of her face up. Am <laughs> I right, guys? Who's sick of seeing her scowling, frowning, witchy looking face every time she comes up with another bogus claim that there's more cases, although they're unidentifiable and mysterious in the origin and location, yet we've still got to lock you down for 30 cases. <laughs> Tomorrow there's going to be half of that, and then after that there'll probably be ex, ex, you know an extreme jump because again 
They want us to comply. This is all about a state of compliance. SCOMO gave everybody the right of passage to decide on how dictatorial and hard they would be on these lockdowns and other extreme exclusions. And Gladys has had her dose of power. And it's gone on for too long. We have to say enough is enough. She's very loved. She's not loved. That's not correct. She might be loved by God. I don't like her. And as a constituent (laughs) of Sydney, I won't be voting for her this next so-called election day. Oh, too good. (laughs) Bruh, that was hilarious. (laughs) I go down a bit. Uh, I mean, up a bit, sorry. All right, so New South Wales has recorded another 35 new locally acquired COVID cases as Premier Gladys Berejiklian warned that the next couple of days were critical in deciding if the lockdown will be extended or not. It comes after the Premier confirmed two of the new cases were in a Sydney aged care facility and also hit out at a party held it's annoying that like the first thing that this article says aged care facility because that's the mandatory uh situation that they got to get these jabs um hit out at a party held at meriton suites in waterloo sydney that resulted in three infections i don't understand so the people that will be going to this these parties wouldn't be the ones getting tested and getting That's like right. the thing. Yeah. So how do what they went to this party and then after the party they went straight to get tested and then they told the it New South Wales government yeah, it doesn't that, make any sense. If you're not going to comply, why would you then go out of your way to to comply? Dob yourself in <laughs> and then get a, a swab shoved down your throat against your own free passage, right? Maybe it explains it. Let's see. Um, Otherwise, the government must be doing that. And if they are doing that, then that's uh, one under what Hitler did in the camps. Mm. It's really bad. If that's what they're doing to manipulate having so many false positives right now of the Delta strain, which you and I know at home today is the Indian variant that's just been rebranded very secretly because it worked for the narrative. Yeah, they got right. backlash for saying the, the Indian, Indian variant. variant. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Neil and other people that we love in our community would totally have a right to feel offended by that. If you started calling it the Dominic variant or the Diego variant, I'd start to think that we were public enemy number one just a little bit, wouldn't you? Uh, I don't have an issue calling it the Indian variant, just the way that I don't have an issue calling it the China virus. Okay. I don't think it's uh, racist, but some people do. And uh, Australia... A lot of the media called out uh, um, calling it the China virus and then they come out and berate the media calling it the Indian virus. So to me, I'm more my issue is with the hypocrisy of it all more than the name being a racist name. So Gladys says, unfortunately, having a party when you are not supposed to have a party is not doing the right thing, she told <laughs> reporters on Monday. Righto, mum. <laughs> that's great. Like that's that's... That's philosophy right there. Tell you what. Uh, Some of the cases today are results of issues or results of incidents where people have done the wrong thing. Wrong thing. (laughs) I do implore everybody to keep it at it. Keep at it. Oh, keep at it. Sorry. Keep on. Let's not give up. I'm sorry. This is such a dumb language that that's, that's what we get. 
Berejiklian would not be drawn on whether the lockdown would be extended in the light of the numbers daily cases refusing to drop, instead employing residents to follow the public health orders. Order. Order. I will not. I shall not. Order in the court. Order. (laughs) Remove the plaintiff. (laughs) Mate, remove Gladys. Why is she still in power after what she has done to this country and the economy? Because there's no one else. Who would you put in there? Put you in it. Yo, don't you don't want me fucking in running any state, mate. Hey, the people (laughs) would get fit and focus on exercise and health more than we are right now. I would push that. You're not wrong. Mm. You're not Mm. wrong. You're not wrong. I'd I'd close down McDonald's. I'd close down Burger King. I'd close down KSC. I'd close down Krispy Kreme. I'll open up every gym. (laughs) I'd say I'd say go to the park. I'd say go to the beach. I'd say. Those are the things that I'd say. You lost me at Krispy Kreme. I'm sorry, but that is. I said close it down. A, 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 that is one. Oh, of you the, love that Krispy is one Kreme. of the sweet sins that we like to go to sometimes. You like Krispy Kreme? Yeah, I do. Do you? I love the glazed donut. <laughs> yeah, well, you can take that vomit back and the COVID with it. But moving on to the next article <laughs> on digital streets today. Yeah, no, is that a yay or a yikes? Mate, that is a yikes. That is a yikes. And you wouldn't have me as a leader because I'd close down Krispy Kremes. Discriminating <laughs> against the donut. And we all need the donut apparently because if we get vaccinated, we get a free Krispy Kreme. <laughs> that's true. You know, there's a... Um, it's amazing that that's There's true. a store in my hometown and they it's called Selfridges and it's a little bit like David Jones. Sorry, say that again. There's a store in my hometown. No, what's it called? Selfridges. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why is that funny? Well, anyway, <laughs> um, and they have a Krispy Kreme franchise in there. And sometimes when they they put this red light on and everybody lines up and gets a free donut. What? That, that was pre, pre-COVID pre that they were giving out free donuts. Now they'd be doing yeah. it. Now they're doing Same. it, yeah. So, and McDonald's apparently is too. Is there any way to make a healthy donut? Mm, probably. Yeah. Oh, do I? Yeah. Have a booger there. It's gone now. Oh, you could have told me earlier, lad. Mate, I was oh. swearing about myself. <laughs> <laughs> narcissist. Speaking right. about narcissists, the Chinese Communist Party is scared of Christianity. This is in the uh, HP News, I believe. This is Digital Street Take Two. So what do we got? What do we got? Talk to us, Ebony. So the Chinese Communist Party is scared of Christianity. Religion remains one of the greatest sources of resistance to authoritarian rule. Wow. Beautiful, isn't it? Wow, that just came out as well. All right, so um, in 2008, the Vatican... 2018. The Vatican signed a deal with the Chinese Communist Party. Why is the Vatican signing deals with the Chinese Communist Party? Don't ask. Attempting to regularise... The status of the underground church, the details of the arrangement were kept secret from the... Why is it kept secret? Because it's criminal. Three years later, however, the repression of Christians, whatever their denomination, is at a highest point since the Cultural Revolution. As the Chinese Communist Party celebrates its centenary, the Christianity and other faiths remain amongst the challenges in fears most. So the the challenge that the CCP fears most is religion, Christianity, and other faiths. Mm. 
There you go. Religious controls have been part of communist practice since the foundation of the People's Republic of China. As a result, churches split into patriotic associations. Officially sanctioned it frowned upon. Officially sanctioned it frowned upon. Unrecognized denominations status ranged depending on the government's mood from fully underground to operating openly but cautiously. So you can pray, but just pray cautiously. What are your thoughts on this? I didn't even know that China was scared of religion. Yeah, so is Gladys. So is Scott Morrison. So is the current system that we're in that we call Australia, even though it's a criminal corporation that was taken by the beautiful First Nations people. The First Mm. Nations people hands down, would be, number one, really good leaders in this because they wouldn't dictate and they wouldn't force you to follow something like, mm. say, welcome to country or another tribal following that they like are very deeply entrenched in. And the same goes for us. We wouldn't have to be cautious. We wouldn't have to step on eggshells because that would be a true democracy. Now, what the t- CCP are doing is what our government in America is doing right now under a Biden-run administration. We're seeing very close contact with this whole social credit kind of system. Like we've got to just do everything well and we can't speak out about our government and we've got to, you know, meet underground. Why was the Vatican even involved in signing such a veto or an agreement with them in such a secretized format if we were in fact trying to remain as an underground church? That wasn't supposed to be centralized by the government. That wasn't supposed to be public knowledge. It was supposed to be for the martyrs and people today that love Jesus so much that they're literally willing to do what Paul and so many others in the time of the Bible uh, were were willing to do, which is literally lay down their life for another. Mm. Very true. And I'm glad that CCP fears Jesus and Christianity. I might just put it out there, state the obvious. He thinks he's king. He thinks he's God of this age, but he clearly isn't. And there is a weakness there. And this is what this article has been able to touch on today. This article is uh, very, very eye-opening. Do you you feel that Western, Western civilization is built upon Christianity and patriotism comes from it? And do you feel that that's the reason why the CCP would be scared? Like most giants and strongholds in the world today that are trying to control the rest of us and keep us, you know, away from the truth, I think, yeah, absolutely. We we hold the truth. We hold the keys. We hold the the the, the substance mm. and and the and the goodness of a person, right? Yes. And they don't want people to know how powerful they can be if they unlock that for themselves. True. Mm. True. That's mm. a big. Uh, y- it's a yay that they're scared of Christianity. Mm. Um, big yay from me. Yeah, it's a yay from me too. Beautiful. What do we got? next and you can find all these articles on the description below or in our telegram link in our instagram bio and elsewhere where we are so the next one is a very unfortunate story if i must say all right Um, what is it an escaped snake bites austrian man on genitals (laughs) while on the toilet (laughs) that is one of my biggest fears me too i've i've known that um Sorry, when I used to go on holiday to Florida with the family, there was like notorious stories saying that, you know, you have to watch out for the water snakes because they can come up through the toilet. And there was a couple of times in the place that we were staying that there was gators nearby and and rattlesnakes in the grass and all stuff like that. So this is one of my biggest phobias. 
Me so too. I'm always like checking. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's me too. Like oh. when I was a kid, I watched this film where they went through the pipes yeah. and they had to like, I don't know, it was these fucking creatures yeah. and they came through like toilets and it's always gotten me just mad scared of this specific thing. Mm. So a man has received quite a fright when he was bitten on the genital areas by neighbor's escaped pet snake while on the toilet. So it was his neighbor's pet snake. <laughs> the 65-year-old Austrian man suffered minor injuries after the reptile, which is believed to have escaped from his neighbor's apartment and slithered through the drains, bit him as he sat on a toilet on Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> the man from the southern city of Graz told police he felt a pinch on his testicles and a while sitting on the toilet about 6 a.m. He looked inside the toilet and found 1.5 median meter Albion python looking up at him. Go down. Let's see this thing. Oh, lad. Ugh. Are you sure that's just not his shit? <laughs> It's going I was a bit cautious to see what the picture wow. is going to be. Yeah, what's going on there? Right? Some things you can't unsee, ladies and gentlemen. How do you how do you come about that? Like you get a, like you, you take it to the front. Hey, anybody owns this? Who's whose snake is this? Well, I was going to say, what spectacle was being heard from afar? I think there would have been a little bit of of yodeling, yodeling, oh, <laughs> and then everyone's going, oh, is that Blinky, my you know two eyed little albino friend that's escaped, little furry friend, literally in this situation. There's Blinky getting those nuts again. <laughs> he thought it was, uh, he thought it was a you know a coconut tree or something. <laughs> Ah, so the victim's neighbour kept a total of 11 non-venomous snakes and a gecko in his apartment in terrariums and drawers. The reptile owner was unaware the python had escaped until officers returned it to him and did not know the route he took to get into the man's toilet. All right, I'm guessing that is the equivalent. That's a male equivalent to a female with... um, with heaps, you know that meme of like, you know, like they, you go to a chick's house and you know there's there's lots of cats there. It's <laughs> it's a, the equivalent. You go to a man's house and there's lots of reptiles. Maybe I ain't nah, into, nah. I ain't into reptiles. Nah, I dated nah. a woman back I don't in like my heyday that had snakes. I'm coming to cats that were living underneath days, her bed. I don't mind them. And when I would be in her room, obviously I was only about seven years old when we were dating. Mm. She would tell me, "Just be careful. The snakes gotten loose again." And I'm like, what do you mean? Oh, and the and the the lizards there somewhere as well. So they were just doing their thing under the bed and in the house. And mind you, this was the pastor's daughter too. So it's super rebellious to have like a, a pet snake, right? Yeah, because it symbolizes what it's Adam and Eve and the whole thing. Oh, and medicine too, right? Yes, it does. Mm. 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 This is a you go. I've been going every time. I thought it was funny. Not against talking about toilet humor here and there, but yeah, yikes, yikes for having the potential, you know, I guess like impotency that might have come from this injury, unfortunately for this man in Austria. Mm. But yay, because it was funny. It's obviously gone viral. There's been a lot of clicks. Yeah, um, I'll go. I'll go. Yikes, man. I do not want to ever even think about get, like being on the toilet when you're. Feel that you're so comfortable, you know, <laughs> you're letting one go. 
And then a snake just fucking bites your nads, lad. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, that's a big yikes for me. What else we got? Is this the last one or we yeah. got a couple more? Yeah, so last one. Australian Grand Prix to be cancelled again. It's ridiculous. So this hits home for me as a big F1 fan. Yeah, you love your F1, eh? Yeah. I mean... Who's your favourite guy now? Or still car? Lewis. Still, still Lewis. Lewis? Yeah. Who's Lewis? Lewis Hamilton. He's the UK driver for Mercedes. Bloke with the big forehead? No. <laughs> no? Mixed race guy. Mixed race guy? Yeah. I swear he's got the biggest forehead. He doesn't. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I... While this is it's frustrating, good- I'm... I completely agree that it shouldn't be held um, in contradiction to people not being able to go home and all these all these sporting events to still go sure. go ahead. So sure, I agree. For me, this is a yay because if I can't go home and visit my family, then I'm sorry. Just because you got money, you're not coming in and out. Yeah, mm. true, mm. true. Can you pull up Lewis Hamilton? See what this guy looks like. Yeah, yes. we can't we can't be like picking and choosing what the elites. Think yeah. is in a, a public event that will make lots of yeah. revenue versus yeah. keeping churches closed, for example, you know, and and the local nail or, or hair salon that mm. really need business right now. Yeah. Like I've literally got people reaching out to me off the record, obviously, mm. where they're like, "Well, we're going to have to break the law to pay our bills." Like it's mm. getting that serious now for some people yeah. in the community. And I, I get that sport um, brings people together in a sense of community and that's that's great. It's not if you're social distancing and carrying on with all of these, you know, yeah. unethical, unscientifically proven, you know, social distancing measures. I just think, come on, man, enough's enough. Mm. Yeah, if but you're yeah. going to open to... If you're going to go, go hard or go home. Yeah. You know? yeah. Do it or don't just, do it. Yeah, I just don't appreciate the double standard. You know, if we're, if we're really at risk and, you know, the average person has to stay home we're to... Not. Then, but we're not. Then why, then why are we opening up our borders to... But we're not. We're not. We just need to go and have a, a good old steak and mash at the local pub tonight with no restrictions and none of those silly QR checking codes. <laughs> we need to have a beer and just get along again. Oh, so this is the bloke. So this is Lewis Hamilton. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know this Fierce guy. competition, Diego. I tell you what, he looks fantastic with a hat on. <laughs> Did you Most just do this to do. troll him? Most people do. No, nah, he does. He doesn't he... look fantastic with that mask on, though. It looks more like a face diaper. What do you reckon? <laughs> Get that away from me. Um, yeah, I don't think he should wear that mask. If it doesn't stop farts, it's not going to stop the deadliest virus on earth. Um, <laughs> now, yeah, definitely looks good with a hat. Mm. Doesn't look good without. Hater. Change his style. Hey, he's, 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 yeah, you know, he's out here, bro. He's out here. I'll tell you what, he's a good looking cat though. Moving right along. But yeah, Yeah. so that is all for Digital Streets. I will say that that, again, is a yay that they're not being allowed to still go ahead with this, even though I am a massive fan. Um, Mm. I I think if if you want to set a precedent, then it has to be across the board. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I'll give it a yay. Can I also give it a yay and also just take the time out on this segment to just really hone to home the importance that Gladys, if you're listening today to my sound instructions, can you please listen to our demands? In all fairness and principle, if you're going to open up, you know, a cricket stadium or a tennis court or the Olympics, can you please consider the churches and the and the local temples right now? 
we have a right to open up and freely gather in our in our respective communities. And right now, staying apart is creating more mental health. Right now, staying apart is creating more suicide rates. Right now, staying apart is stopping mothers from being able to have their birth partners and fathers present at the arrival of their beautiful bundle of joy. This is just not okay and this will not do in my books. So, it's over to you. Well said, brother. Well said. And... um we all the description to Dom will be below. Uh, yeah, the floor is yours, but you just yeah you you explained yourself too, Gladys. But to other listeners, to people that aren't Christians, to people that uh, maybe feel that they've been torn away from religion before, um, and used to be religious, and now they're not anymore. And also what they can expect from following you mm. and your podcast and what you do. I'm just one little guy at the end of the day. And like you, I've been offended by churches many, many times. The reason I went back though was because I pushed past the people. People suck. People don't always re reach or meet our unrealistic expectations. And there's a reason for that, friend. Today, I want to let you know, I am sorry from on the from on behalf of everybody, on behalf of everybody that has hurt you or done wrong by you or caused some kind of pain or suffering or shame for you, that is not God's heart or intention for you being swept away from the church. In fact, he wants you to know that you are welcome just as you are. He accepts you just as you are. In fact, you are chosen, even if you may not be aware of that right now or realize how important you are to him. So again, the church gets it wrong. People get it wrong. Unfortunately, that's going to keep happening and I can't excuse that. But what I can excuse is that it is going to get better for you if you trust coming back on the journey and getting on the horse with God again. He will be there to guide you, uh, you know, front foot forward and, and right foot back. So I'm going to leave it there. And if you want to talk about anything we discussed today or you're feeling a bit distressed about coming back to church or not putting your trust in uh, what's going on right now and and in fact, uh, questioning what's going on and the way things are being dealt with in relation to these lockdowns, drop me a line on my Instagram, The Drake Podcast Show. Thank you so much for your time today, Diego. It's no been problem. an honor coming on the show again for episode 75, I 75, believe. 75, bro, 75. We are out here. And thank you for coming on and, first of all, giving a great message. Second of all, giving your side of the story. I do appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, this has been the 5-8 Take. We will see you next week. We're out.